great. Okay. Actually press the right button. Um, great. Okay. Uh, you can take your glasses off if you probably don't need them. I'll try not to step on them. Um, and just take a moment to feel how you're lying on the floor, what your contact with the floor is like. How you rest on your left side, on your right side. I was just explaining before class to uh, our new person here trying it out tonight that uh, in Feldenkrais I don't demonstrate movements, right? And the joke about that is I don't demonstrate them because I don't want you to just end up with my problems. You probably have enough problems of your own. You don't need to imitate me. There's a deeper point to it, of course, which is that all of the stuff we do is about developing your own self-regulation and your own inner perception and letting that govern govern your movement. Um, But, you know, even if... I'm not uh, demonstrating movements to you. There's still subtle ways that I could be like, if I'm just obsessed and thinking about my rib cage for three years, you know, I'm going to transmit that in class. And it's not beyond me to think about one body part exclusively for three years. So uh, I say that because I was just, you know, in the last uh, week ago, I was reading some snippets out of Moshe's books and um, relating to some lessons for projects somebody's doing online. And uh, he was describing this feeling of like how important it is the control of the pelvis, how we get the pelvis underneath the head, and the head is like on this stick, like a Chinese juggler's you know plate on top of a stick of a spine. And this spine is like there's the mass of your pelvis, and there's the relatively inflexible volume of your rib cage. And then there are these two like strings, like your cervical spine, your neck, and your lumbar spine, which have a great deal more flexibility than your rib cage. Um, but of course, I've been thinking about making the rib cage more flexible, probably nonstop for five years or something. So I've taught, I realized I've taught you guys a lot of lessons where we're mobilizing the ribs and we're sliding the sternum. And even if we're doing a lesson that Moshe might have designed to be about your neck or your lumbar spine, I probably talked about your ribs while we were doing it. So when I got this sort of different image of like, okay, you know, yes, the ribs move, but they, you know, they don't move as much as the neck and the lumbar spine. And then I did some other quite familiar lessons and it was a new experience. It's always a new experience. So I thought I'd tell you about how flexible the neck and the lumbar spine is before we do today's lesson. Might be a little something to uh, think about. So... Come up to sitting. We're all going to come up to sit. And you've got, uh, we're all aligned kind of in the same direction towards the room. Sit with your right leg bent in front of you and your left leg bent back. I'm not getting anything right. We're actually going to start on the other side. Sit with your left leg bent in front of you and your right leg bent back and lean on your left hand. Do you ever see me sometimes when I'm standing, I'm actually kind of doing the movement so that I can remember the lefts and the rights. I'm like, Um, with your left leg bent in front. And so your left foot's going to be somewhere near your right knee. And you lean on your left hand. And actually now take your left hand off the floor and see how you balance if you're just sitting there without leaning on your hand. How's that balance for you? And then place your left hand on the floor again next to you. 
behind you, next to you, whatever's comfortable. And now lift your right hand in front of your face. So you sort of hang your hand in front of your face. So your wrist is kind of the highest thing and your hand's hanging down. And uh, it's really in front of your eye at eye level. So your wrist is at eye level and you can gaze at your wrist. So have your arm a comfortable distance out. So you're kind of gazing at your wrist, you know, depending on how old you are, that might be three feet out. You don't have to focus on it though. But uh, just a comfortable distance in front of you. And now turn your whole trunk. Take your eyes and your arm, your shoulders and everything. Turn to the left and go as far as you're comfortable going before you feel any sense of strain. And stop there and see where you got to. Because you're all very particularly, you know how you're aligned to the room. You can see how far you went. You can see what do I see in front of me when I open my eyes. And just do that a few more times. Go to the left and come back. And really just go as far as you go. Actually, the next time, come to the front and actually close your eyes. Because closing your eyes, if you weren't already doing it, We don't actually have a rule in Feldenkrais about whether you're supposed to have your eyes open or closed. But if your eyes are closed, you're going to feel more internally. So try this once with your eyes closed and just in your own internal sensation, really pay attention to where do you start to feel some strain, any strain, any slight increment of strain and stop there. Stop at that place where you feel any kind of increment of strain and open your eyes and look and see where that is. So that might be a different reference point. That might only be like a quarter as far as you went before. (laughs) Just interesting. Okay, and then leave that and line your backs and take a rest. Let's take a vote. How many people come to Feldenkrais for the movements and how many people come for the rests? What's your favorite part? It's movements that make you really appreciate that. That's a great answer. That's a great answer. And the movements give you something to do in the rest too because you're feeling what's changed. Is your contact with the floor different? Is your internal sense of yourself different? And come up to sit again. Again, with your left leg bent in front and your right leg bent back, leaning on your left hand. Some of these lessons have uh, very poetic uh, names that we use for them in the community. And this one we call the dead bird lesson (laughs) because the way you're holding your hand in front of your face is kind of like a dead bird, I guess. I don't know. So lift your right hand in front of your face and wrist. Let your eyes rest on your wrist. And turn to the left, turn your trunk, turn your arm, turn your head to the left. And stop and stay there. Turn to the left 
And now just turn your head back to the front and then look back to your eye, to your wrist. So just a few times, take your head back to the front and then back to your wrist. So you look straight ahead and then back to your wrist. Do this a few times. See, it's amazing. The neck can do all this movement. (laughs) But we've given you these funny reference points to make you do just a small amount of the movement that the neck can do. Back into the front. Okay, and then bring everything back forwards to the front and then close your eyes and turn to the left and turn just as far to the left as you go until you start to feel any kind of strain. Open your eyes and see how far you went. Maybe a little bit further. Okay. Stay there and move just your eyes back to the front. So leave your head facing towards your wrist and move your eyes back to the front and then back to your wrist. And see how smoothly you can move your eyes. Do they jump around? Do they go up and down? Do they follow the horizon? Eyes back to the front. Do you actually feel any effect of that? Is there anything going your postural muscles, your spine, your trunk. Something at the base of your skull. Jaw, your tongue. Okay, and then bring everything back to the front. Close your eyes. And once more, turn as far as you go to the left until you feel some change in quality. Stop there. Open your eyes, see how far you went. Okay. And then leave that and lie on your backs and take a rest. That was a little uh, clunk on the tape for everybody following on the internet. See, eyes are really fundamental for organizing movement of the neck, the spine, and in this, a lot of movement over that hip joint, your left hip joint. And then come up to sit again. With your left leg in front again and right leg bent back. Lean on your left hand and bring your right wrist again in front of your eyes. 
and turn to the left and as you turn to the left feel what your right right hip joint does what trajectory what line through space does your right hip joint follow just do that a few times watch and feel be aware so your face your head your shoulders turn to the left and your right hip joint kind of in your mind's eye sort of follow how it's following your right hand And then stay to the left and just think about your right hip joint going back towards the mat, back towards the floor. Think about that. Think about the direction it will go. And then go ahead and actually come back to the front. Let your right hip joint take you back. And then turn to the left again as far as you go comfortably. Stop in that place. And take your eyes now. This time take your eyes further left. So your face stays turned towards your wrist. But your eyes continue further left to the left corner of your eye, looking towards the wall behind you or beside you. It's very subtle. You might not be able to feel it in your kinesthetic sensation. Or you might feel very subtly in your kinesthetic sensation how just your eye going further left gets your uh, whole system a little bit ramped up to do something. Okay, and then come back to the front. You can rest your arm for a minute if you want to when you're ready. Lift your arm so you've got whenever you're ready. Take your time. Close your eyes and turn everything to the left to the point where you feel some change or some strain and stop there. Open your eyes, see how far you went. Okay, and then come back, leave that, line your backs and have another good rest.
and then come up to sit again. With your left leg in front and your right leg bent back, lean on your left hand, and hold your right hand in front of your face and turn to the left as far as you go comfortably and stay there. And then put your right hand on top of your head. You get to do something different with your right hand, finally. Your right hand on top of your head, take your right ear towards your right shoulder, and then take your head back up. Let's do this a few times. Take your right ear towards your right shoulder. Come back. Make this as cooperative a movement as you can. You know, since you're in control of both your head and your hand, your hand doesn't need to tug. Just take your right ear towards your right shoulder. And does that, is that just in your neck? Is that a shortening of your whole right side? Does anything happen to your right hip joint? Right hip joint lift a little towards your ear. Or not? And then a few times, take your left ear towards your left shoulder, tilt the other way, tilt your left ear towards your left shoulder. If your hand's right on top of your head, then, yeah, rather than wrapped around, just your hand on top of your head. Left ear towards your left shoulder. And what's, is that just your neck? Is that your whole trunk? What happens in your pelvis? Then go from side to side, each ear towards each shoulder. Does anything happen in your pelvis, on the floor, around your hips? Does your whole spine move? And then leave that alone and come back to the front and lift your right hand in front of your face, your right wrist in front of your face, your eyes resting on it. Close your eyes, turn everything to the left, go as far as you go comfortably. See how far that is. Open your eyes. See where you went to. Okay, and then leave that and line your backs and rest.
Okay, and then come up to sit again. And sit with your left leg in front and your right leg bent back. And turn to the left foot this time so that you can place both of your hands on the ground to the left of your left thigh. So both your left and your right hand can rest on the ground. And like this, keeping your hands on the ground here now, turn your shoulders and your head and your eyes back towards the front. Turn them to the right and then back to the left. So turning your shoulders, your face, your head, your eyes back to the center. And as you do that, do you actually kind of fold a little, look down a little so and your right hip goes back towards the ground. And then as you take your shoulders and heads and eyes back to the left, sorry, the left, I said the right, no, okay, no, everything's fine, lefts and rights are fine. <laughs> left, as you uh, take your shoulders and your head and everything back to the left, your right hip lifts a little. And as you take everything forwards, your right hip settles back a little. To do that, it's a little bit of a folding, a little bit of looking down as you go forwards, as you take your shoulders and your head to the front. And now continue taking your shoulders back to the front, but take your head and your eyes to the left. So you're taking your shoulders and your head in opposite directions now. And can this be a continuous movement for both parts? So it's not like you move everything to the right and then you realize you forgot and then you move your head to the left. But as your shoulders go to the right, your face turns to the left and vice versa, smooth. So you look towards your left shoulder as it comes forwards. Look towards your right shoulder as it comes. Yeah, that's a different reference point, isn't it? It makes it a bit clearer. I see each shoulder comes forwards. It's yeah. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, so your head's turning opposite your shoulders. This is the way in Feldenkrais that we get at small, really subtle little habits. If there's something about how you organize yourself so that you know, it just doesn't quite occur to you when your shoulder comes forward to turn your head towards it instead of with it, then that's a pretty significant blind spot. It's not an insignificant blind spot, but it's so subtle or tiny that you'd never notice it anywhere in your life until for some reason, you know, your right ankle hurts or something like that because you're not weight shifting nicely when you walk or whatever. So just refining these small things of control, especially around the neck, have an incredible effect.
Okay, and then come back to the front. Leave that alone. Come back to the front. Lean on your left hand. Hold up your right dead bird wing in front of you. And then close your eyes and turn to the left as far as you go comfortably. Open your eyes and see where you are. Okay, and leave that line your backs and rest. And then come up to sit again with your left leg bent in front of you, your right leg bent back. Lean on both of your hands to the left of your left thigh. And take your shoulders and your head together to the front and then back to the left. And just pay attention to notice what you're doing with your eyes. Like, are your eyes, do they follow along quietly? Do they jump here and there? Do they go anywhere in particular? Are they leading the whole thing? Are they following? And now start to take your head and shoulders opposite one another, but take your eyes opposite to your head. So your shoulder and your eyes are going to go in the same direction, but your head's going to go in the opposite direction and make as many mistakes as you possibly can. That's always an important part of the instruction. Okay, so... Your shoulders go to the left, your head turns to the right, but your eyes turn to the left. So as your head turns to the right, your eyes turn with your shoulders to the left. Well, you're an old hand in this then. <laughs> Is it easier or more difficult with the eyes? <laughs> <laughs> the eyes, the eyes are 
Got it yet? Yeah, yeah, the eyes organize the movement, you know. You're going to turn to see something coming from the left, turn everything to the left, the eyes go to the left, your whole body goes to the left. And to say to those spinal reflexes and the base of your skull and everything, no, we're going to do the opposite. Yeah, you found a trick, okay. <laughs> something and move your head left and right, then your eyes are going opposite to the turning of your head. So that can give you an experience of it. And then Feldenkrais are always welcome to cheat, and then later you try it without cheating. cheating. (laughs) It is cheating, but it's a good cheat. It's a good cheat. It's a good cheat, but... Especially if you really do this, your eyes will look a little bit further to the left. Maybe. I mean, that's interesting. Go home, play this, hit pause at this point, and do five minutes of variations where... Your eyes stay fixed and you take your head versus your eyes go a little bit to the left and you take your head. See how differently that organizes the base of your skull. Okay, and then bring everything together to the front. Turn to the left again, put both hands on the ground and do everything together. So you just kind of... And then take your head and your eyes opposite to your shoulders. What does your hip go with, by the way? Does your hip go with your head or does it go with your shoulders? And then come back to the front. Hold your right hand in front of your face. Lean on your left hand. Close your eyes. And turn as far as you turn to the left. Comfortably. And open your eyes and see where you're looking. Okay. And leave that and come and lie on your back and take a rest. we're ever going to do the other side. Mm-hmm. Um, we're ever going to get there. And come up to sit again. Your left leg bent in front, your right leg bent back. We're not quite there yet. Lean on both hands to the left of your left thigh. Take your head and your shoulders in opposite directions. So, And take your eyes with your head. So your shoulders turn back to the front and your face and your eyes turn further to the left and vice versa. 
As your shoulders turn further left, your face, your eyes come back to the front. And now add one more subtle variation, which is that as you continue to do that, you're going to imagine that your eyes are doing the opposite. But just imagine Mm -hmm. that your eyes are doing the opposite. And then leave that, come back to the front, lean on your left hand and bring your right hand in front of you. Let your eyes rest on your hand, close your eyes and turn to the left as far as you go comfortably and stop there. Open your eyes and just about four times, take your eyes back to the right, just your eyes, leave everything else, take your eyes back to the right about four times and then back to your wrist and then about four times take your eyes to the left further to the left and back to your wrist and then bring everything forward back together and close your eyes and turn everything to the left as far as you go till you feel some change in quality. Open your eyes, see where you're at. Okay, and leave that and come into your back. Have another rest. And feel now if maybe you're feeling a little bit different on the left side and on the right side. Does one side feel a little longer? The space behind your knee or behind your back, is that different on one side? Now your shoulders rest. And then come up and sit with your right leg in front of you and your left leg bent back. So I'm going to sit on the other side now. Lean on your right hand behind you. Lift your left hand in front of your face. 
and turn, close your eyes and paying attention to your own inner feeling, turn to the right and turn as far as you go before the quality starts to change and open your eyes and see how far that is. And then close your eyes again and now just imagine that you're turning your head back towards the front. Somebody guessed this was coming. Just imagine that you're turning your head back towards the front. In your imagination, you recreate that sensation, recreate how you organize the movement in your imagination. And then again, still in your imagination, leave your face looking towards your hand and take just your eyes in your imagination back towards the front. Notice if you're cheating. It's very hard to imagine moving your eyes without moving your eyes. And then come back to the front. Bring your arm down and rest for a moment. Bring your arm up in front of you and close. Look, look at your wrist, close your eyes and turn to the right as far as you go comfortably and stay there. And now you just imagine taking your eyes to the right, further to the right. Imagine taking your eyes to the right. And in the image you have of that movement, the internal sense you have of how you organize that movement, what goes with that? What happens? And then think about your left hip joint and think about the trajectory your left hip joint's gonna take to take you back to the front. Think about your left hip joint making that movement back towards the floor Think about it, imagine it, and then do it. Come back to the front, lead with your left hip joint, and bring your arm down, take a little rest just in sitting, rest. your right hand behind you again, turn to the left, the right, turn to the right, turn to the right as far as you go comfortably, and place your left hand on top of your head, and just imagine taking your left ear towards your left shoulder, in your imagination, your left hand's just on top of your head, doesn't need to wrap around your head, take your left ear towards your left shoulder, in your imagination.
and complete your imagination of that movement, what happens all down your left side, your ribs, your pelvis. And then in your imagination, take your right ear towards your right shoulder. And then from side to side, your imagination. And then come back to the front. Leave that and lie on your backs. Take a rest. All that hard work. Imagining the movement. It's actually harder not to move, isn't it? Inhibition, yes. If you look at like six-month-olds or two-year-olds or something, you know it's much, much harder to inhibit movement. We're going to come up on some kind of meta problem soon. Because if we're doing the second side in our imagination, you'll recall that there was a movement on the first side that was imagining moving your eyes. So, how are we going to imagine imagining moving your eyes on the second side? I actually just made that up right now. There's no solution to that. The lesson does not include a movement of imagining, imagining, moving your eyes. Okay. And come up to sit again. Sit with your right leg bent in front. Right leg bent in front, left leg bent back. Lean on both hands to the right of your right thigh. Looking what counts as straightforward from your shoulder's point of view, if not from your pelvis's point of view. And in your imagination, you take your shoulders and your head back towards the front of the room. And then back to the side. So imagine turning your shoulders, turning your head. can you remember, how much do you recall of how you organized that movement? How that movement felt? How much do you translate just in your imagination to this side? Does your pelvis move, for example, when you imagine or recreate your image of that movement? Add that to your imaginary sense of the movement. So as your shoulders and your head turn back towards the front, your left hip goes back towards the ground. A little folding. And then your left hip comes up again when you, in your imagination, turn to the side again.
And then in your imagination, keep doing that, but in your imagination, start to take your head and your, shul- your, head and your shoulders in opposite directions. So imagine taking your head and shoulders opposite. And then imagine that as your head and shoulders go opposite, your eyes follow your shoulders. Your eyes go with your shoulders. Leave all that, come back to the front. Lean on your right hand beside you or behind you. Lift your left hand in front of your face, your wrist hanging. Close your eyes, fix your eyes on your wrist and close your eyes. Turn everything to the right. Go as far as you go comfortably, easily. And open your eyes and see how far you've turned. Okay, great. And leave that, come onto your back. And feel if we made that speedy 10-minute in-your-mind equalization. You're feeling a little more symmetrical on the floor. Feel how you're resting on the floor. And then whenever you're ready at your own pace, you can roll to your sides and come up to sit. Come up to stand. And don't worry about picking up anything yet. And if you can leave your glasses off for a moment, do leave them off still for a moment and have a walk around the room.